This podcast is brought to you by LOETB Community Education Service. My name is Sean Craven. My life with Bournemouth started long before I joined Bournemouth, if you like. Uh, I was born in 1953, and around that time, uh, Bournemouth started to build a scheme of houses uh, near my own home place in St. Cormac's Park. And the story goes that on the morning I was born, that my uh, mother and father opened a shop on right beside St. Cormac's Park. Uh, they probably could see the potential. At the time, my dad was a butcher in town and my mother was a teacher, but they could see the opportunity that was coming with all these scheme of houses, 104 houses. And During my time growing up then, I would have been very... Because we lived close to the park, I used to engage a lot with all the youngsters there, and it was a fantastic place to be part of growing up in that. Although I used to be run out of it a few times because... I wasn't from the park. And uh, my mother's shop, I suppose, became a legend then as well. I hi- I still hear people talk about it when they come back, about how they used to get their sweets and Peggy's legs and such like in Craven shop. And that went on. I moved on then to, went down to Galway and went to, got, went to school down there for eight years and Taught no more about Portnamon until I came back, uh, back in 72 or thereabouts, and I was working in the local hardware shop when I started to go out with my current wife, Helen, and uh, her father used to drink down in uh, the pub, uh, go down for another pint, and one night he was talking to... Um, a man called Sean Buckley who used to work part-time in the Bricka factory and he said to Dick, Helen's father, do you know any young lad that would be interested in doing timesheets or that? Mick Maher, the manager up there, is looking for somebody at the moment. And Dick, of course, could see the potential in getting me in a secure job. He decided that uh, it came to me and I just... Decided then at that stage, well, sure, look, there's no harm in talking to these people. So I rang McMahon and organised an interview. And I suppose in my time in Boredom One after, it was probably one of the shortest interviews I ever had and one of the best results. I, I remember going off to the pictures that night and then, uh, when I came back, my mother said that uh, McMahon was out to be on and he wants you to start up there on Monday with suits. So. So on the 13th of March 1975, I, I started my life in Bournemouth and, you know, I never regretted a day ever since that. Just It was uh, just a fantastic place to work. Um, from the day I went in to the, the, the day I left in the end of May in 2018, I had 43 great years and tremendous uh, camaraderie and from day one. Uh, so I started doing timesheets and in the breaker factory, and I moved on down on the the third program as it, they called it at that time. Then the board and owner try, were trying to expand the bogs, and uh, they were starting to build a whole lot of new machines. So back around that time, and the 
I suppose the mid seventies or late seventies, uh, opened the engineering workshop, and there was about a hundred and fifty guys working there. A lot of I'd say the average age was about twenty five or thirty, and we had such like the fun and the crack and all that. But at the same time, all the work was done, and um, I suppose social life was a big thing as part of that as well, because we used to have um, football and hurling teams, and in one case. One year we got to the All Ireland uh, interference final, you know, and that was a great journey, you know, going off on the buses, playing the games, and all that. But I know I'm talking about a lot of social stuff, but we used to work as well, like believe it or not. Um, but then uh, after a number of years, then I suppose Board Number One as a company always gave you the opportunity if you wanted to make a better, get a better job, and move on. You know, like a lot of people were just happy just to sit where they were, but. Other, there was a massive opportunity if you wanted it, and you know I wouldn't say it was mad ambitious, but you'd always look at an opportunity to try and better yourself. And and uh, so I, when I got a clerical job, then I moved on, and then the engineering work started. Uh, if you like, the tour program finished up, and there was no need for the machine, so we moved. I moved back into Bora, into the stores there, and worked there for a number of years. My God, we had some crack there, I'll tell you. Um, in the stores in Bora, and uh, from that then, uh, an opportunity came up to go into uh, procurement back in 1990, and for, I suppose, the last 20-something years of my life in Bora Mona, that's where I spent my time, at, and uh, worked with a great team there, young people, really good experience and learning off one another but the amount of I suppose when we were, when we finished up we were buying anything from biros to tractors to building wind farms you know every day was really exciting in terms of learning and moving forward and that yeah. I, I suppose that's the big memory I have of my life in Bournemouth is the people people that say to me now you know you're retired how do you find that yeah, I don't mind. I did my time. I'm, you know, I'm delighted to be finished. But what I do miss is are the people and the social. It's the one thing I suppose that we learned, or as people, when we were growing up together, was the massive camaraderie that was across the board. From like we had MDs who would have nurtured that sort of culture and that. Like it's long gone, unfortunately, or the company now. But at that time, you know, we were always encouraged to take part in things and we all learned of one another and because we lived in a small community as well a lot of the people who lived in Kilcormick where I live were born and one of workers you'd meet them socially as well so we, you know all of that would continue right from going to work to coming home and that you know I, I remember going back here just thinking about when I started I think my poor mother, she used to, every morning you get the same type of sandwiches. It was Calvita cheese and uh, tomatoes cut in this particular way in the white bread. Like, you'd be so sick of them after, but you, you couldn't say no to mammy because every day it was the same stuff, you know. Nowadays, you watch young lads, they're into every kind of noodles and peats and the whole lot. All we got was Calvita cheese and tomatoes, day in, day out. But, and then uh, other things we did, like when starting off as well as carpool, you know, going to work. Like, it's the in thing now where Eamon Ryan is 
trying to get us all together, bikes and all that, but or maybe carpool and that. But we we were carpooling at that time. Now some people didn't have cars, so they had no option to get to work by using the car. But you know, we used to the banter start in the car then going to work. Like you know, there's one particular man um, when I started off. Um, he'd sit back in the car. He used to smoke a pipe. He'd be lying back. But we used to drive from Kilcormick to the Five Valley, which is fairly straight road now. But he'd be tipping along in the car in the mornings, and everything be going fine. And the next thing you might notice a lad coming up on the outside to overtake. But my mum with the pipe wasn't on for that. You'd feel the accelerator going down and she'd be taking of you. The lad would be on the outside, he'd be, <laughs> he'd be sweating. <laughs> he couldn't go overtake. That actually used to go on nearly every second day. But those are, like, you can just, I can still see it as, it's as vivid now as I'm looking out the window here, you know. Great fun, though. And that story used to go on the whole time. And then, I suppose, when we went to Bura, then we had uh, great times as well. There was lots of social events. Christmas parties were a big thing, and you'd look forward to them each year. And I leave the Seamus later on to talk about Bura Vision. He was one of the great exponents in that and great organiser. But that, again, was a great social event. Uh, but the life in Bournemouth, uh, it's what it, I suppose, maybe made you a better person and... Uh, it gave me a good rounding in, in life and what it did I suppose from my point of view the one thing I really got out of was, was you know being able to to help people or to be always there if somebody wanted a bit of help themselves you know it was a fantastic um, I suppose nurturing to have and maybe to pass that on to my kids as well you know and the, the other thing I Personally, like what it you know to to have the sort of wages that we were able to get at the time that people like myself and others were able to build their own houses and you know rear your children, get them through college and all of that, and like it wasn't easy, but at the same time it was made easier because of the and there was potential for overtime and that, and if you got in with a good old boss like you you know he threw you in that old Saturday and that was absolute if you could get so colleague of mine and uh, we were working in Boer at the time with a great boss uh, Eamon Bell was his name great character though as well like he he's always up to messing you know but always in good good spirit but we were working there we used to kind of get a Saturday we kind of got them fairly regular enough now because he knew we were young lads trying to you know, make it and he'd make it easy for throwing in that on Saturday. But the, the big thing on a Friday evening was you'd be talking to the other man. You say, "Well, did you hear anything?" No, I just never heard a word. Did you hear anything? No. No, you think he'd have told us by now if he wants us in tomorrow? Yeah. No, no, not a word. But we'd been doing this on a regular basis. So we got next. We decided anyway, we're going out the door. F your man. We're not going to bother coming in tomorrow. He's not going to ask no. We're not going to bother. So we got Grant never bothered. Monday morning we came in anyway. First thing he said, Where are the very ye on Saturday? Sure you never told us to come in. Don't you come in every Saturday, yeah, but you usually tell us to come in with we Well I'm gonna tell you now, he said, Don't ever miss a Saturday unless I tell you not to come in. He said you're to come in every Saturday. So it was the best thing ever happened, you know. 
But those were the kind of stories and that that you know you can kind of recall and that. And I suppose now as I retired from Bournemouth One and we saw said that the Lockbourne Parklands developed from Cutaway Bog or whatever. You know, personally, it gives me a great still a connection to, back to Bournemouth and you know working with groups locally. Then we're trying to make sure that we can make the best of what I could see as one of the great legacies of Bournemouth in our vicinity. There are two things, if you like, that kind of really stick in my mind about what Bournemouth have left at Gilcormick is the St Cormac's Park, which is just an unbelievable estate of people and that. And he, some of the people who come back to that will talk about, they don't talk about come back to Gilcormick, they come back talk about the park. So they, they have that sense of ownership of that and the other thing then is Lochbora, which is about four kilometres away, and it's just a fantastic place to kind of chill out. And but at the same time, to go back and you can still visualise what the bog used to be like. And there's areas where you'd stand and you say, oh "My God, if you could relate half the stories or half the development that was going on in a particular area." But it's still very much alive. That's what I sense out with anyway myself, you know. So. But look at over as I say, forty-three fantastic years, and met some wonderful people. And through golf, we have a golf society which I'm still part of. And it used to be where you'd have prizes for first category, second category, third category, and thrown in at the back end, and you'd have retired members' prize. Now everyone is a retired member. <laughs> There's very few in the, in the other category, so but still, it's great to get back and meet those people again, and that society would have covered all of the the different uh, works as well. You just wouldn't meet lads from Bora or locally. You'd meet people from every single, and that is, I suppose, another legacy of my life at Bordemona. If I go somewhere and meet somebody from Bordemona, it doesn't matter where they worked or whatever. Straight away, you you might as well. It's like as if you knew them all your life, because we all, everybody just gets it, if you like. You know, so I suppose that's generally my life, or some of it anyway. This podcast is brought to you by LOETB Community Education Service.